0: Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And today we're going deep, we're getting the inside scoop on Amazon and how to be a successful seller there. And we're learning directly from the source. This episode of the e commerce evolution podcast is brought to you by OMG Commerce. And we are thrilled to underwrite this program and bring some amazing guests to you. I have a question for you. How is your YouTube game? Are you using YouTube to help scale your e-commerce business? Hopefully, you're using YouTube both as a remarketing vehicle and also for top of funnel growth. However, if you're like most e-commerce companies, then you're probably not fully leveraging YouTube. So I have two free resources for you. The first is a two-minute crash course on YouTube ads. I recorded this with the famous Ezra Firestone. So you can check that out by looking at the links in the show notes to this show. You can also Google Smart Marketer and two-minute crash course, and you'll find the resource there. Also, we recorded a 90-minute webinar outlining exactly how we scale With YouTube. We talk about keys to a great YouTube ad. We talk about audience targeting. We talk about bidding, optimization, and much, much more. So I highly, highly recommend you check it out. You can also find that linked here in the show notes. It's also at the bottom of the two-minute crash course page. So check them out and start scaling with YouTube. And now, back to the show. So excited about my guest on the podcast today. Uh, Mr. Brad Moss is the CEO and founder of Product Labs. And I had the pleasure of having dinner together in Miami at Steve Chu's Seller Summit, which was amazing and found out he's not only a former Amazon employee, but he was the business lead over Seller Central. And he built the Seller app, the mobile app that sellers use to manage their business uh, dude's got some amazing Amazon stories, and and that's the fun part. Uh, but but more importantly, Amazon insights and how to make your Amazon business work and grow, and run like a well-oiled machine. And so I'm excited to dive in and to pick the brain of Mr. Brad Moss. Brad, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for taking the time. And really glad hey. to
1: have you. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Brett. Glad to be here. You make me sound uh, better than I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's like the goal i'm i'm the, I'm the pitchman i'm the herald uh, from you are, you are people but it's all it's all 100 true uh, <laughs> you have an amazing background at amazon and, and now doing some really cool things at product labs which we'll get into but it, you know you know we, we got to start with amazon and what it was like to be there and so I, sure. I, definitely have, yeah. I definitely have questions about stories that i want you to tell but uh talk about how did you end up at amazon and maybe just real quickly what did you do pre-amazon?
1: Yeah. So, um, I did, uh, my career, it's pretty interesting. I actually got a film degree as an undergrad. I came out, I started, I was always an entrepreneur. So I had started a video production company and then I got into video games. And then after right. some time, yeah, I actually had a, I, I had my own video game development company after some time. Um, and I did that for a while and then I did business school, um, got my MBA there. And then uh, Amazon came. Uh, there's just an opportunity to come work there, and I did all the rigorous interviews and all that kind
0: of stuff. Was that was and that I pretty brutal? It. The interview process pretty grueling.
1: Yeah, yeah, it well, was. I mean, it's they're really looking for. I mean, everything Bezos does is is streamlined. You know, if if he's if he is genius at any one thing, it's getting the uh, it's optimizing whatever process he's in, whether it's finding people, whether it's uh, optimizing the business for ROI, whatever it is. He's pretty genius at optimizing things. Hmm. And so that's what it was. It's they have all these like personality traits and and mind thinking, uh, mindset kind of stuff or whatever. And they interview you for those things.
0: And, and you, so, uh, you, you passed. You're like, yes, some- <laughs> Brad Moss is our guy.
1: Somehow they were like, oh, I mean, think you could do something at Amazon. So yeah. Um, yeah, so that was great. So I I got in there. And uh, with my gaming background, actually, the game stuff I had done, my first thing, I, I, got, I got into the marketplace. So um, the marketplace group, I mean, there's lots of places inside of Amazon. I was in the marketplace group, which is all third-party sellers. So generally, it's all the sellers. who um, were making most of the money now um, in, the, in the retail side of, of Amazon. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's vendor side and there's seller side, but this is all the third-party seller Yep, and, and just
0: too uh, we you know a lot of longtime listeners know very well the difference between the the vendor side and seller side or the the one p and three p. But could you explain that real quick for those that don't know?
1: Yeah, so for those that don't know, one p is more the traditional model of how Amazon started. It's like a Walmart. Basically, Walmart does a PO and they buy a bunch of goods from you, um, or an Amazon does a PO, buy a bunch of goods from you, and then they sell it. And they're in control of the price and all that kind of stuff.
0: They they pay you wholesale. They market up to retail. They they make their margin.
1: All that. Yeah. And that's been traditional. Um, But the three-piece side is is basically, it's B to C. So you have full control over your... Well, you have more control over your relationship with the customer. (laughs) You're selling it directly to the customer. Um, You're not selling to Amazon as a middleman. Now, you can do FBA with both. And so really kind of when it comes down to it, you just have... Uh, seller side, you have a bunch more controls if you want them. Uh, if you don't want the control, you just want to streamline it. You're a much bigger organization. The retail basically works for a lot of the large, large companies that are just used to that channel. And they're yeah. not used to this, this interaction with uh, yeah. their customers.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, so how did you then become, you know, business lead over seller central and then eventually to develop the, yeah. the, the mobile so, app? How did that all come to be?
1: Yeah. So it, it was a bit of a sad story, but it turned into a good story. So, I came out with uh, my business or with my gaming background and running a game development studio and all that kind of stuff and done a lot of game design work and whatnot. And when I came in, they said, hey, let's there's this cool thing going on. This is 2012, I think. Um, They said, hey, there's this cool thing called gamification going on. I don't know. Do you remember that whole big push of gamification? Uh, even yeah, yeah absolutely, definitely,
0: definitely familiar with the concept. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: and it's it's still somewhat of a thing. And, and it works. I mean, it's been working for Delta for right. years, right? I right. mean, that's all the, the gold platinum Sky Miles really are is gamification. Mm-hmm. So I came in, actually, and built this business plan. And now I'll, I'll start with this first story here is when I was at Amazon, the very first thing is I was, I was doing all sorts of research for both gamification and some other stuff because um, they kind of just give you several things to do. And I and I came up with this business plan. I said, "Hey, this is awesome." Do you think, do you think
0: part of that is just just a really quick uh, question about Amazon? So they give you lots to do because they're just that, saying, "Hey, you may be working on two, three, or four projects. Maybe one of them is going to work, so we're we're diversifying and 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 seeing what's going to stick." Or 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 is there no?
1: It's more that they have way too much to do. There's so much yeah, opportunity, yeah. and they're that like, "Hey, sense. here's this thing. Let's give it. This guy's kind of open. Let's give it to him." And then if you do well, then they give you more. They don't got say it. good job. They
0: just give you more. So (laughs) that that is the attaboy. The attaboy is I'm gonna give you more until I break you. Yeah.
1: My my business partner, Tim. He he ended up with his job, the two guys uh on his team who left with their jobs, and then his manager when he left, his job. So
0: perfect. My business partner
1: Tim had like four jobs. I ended up with simpler thing by the time I left. Um so uh so I came on, like my very first thing, after the first month, I was like, hey, I found this cool business opportunity. I, done, I got into all the analytics and gotten into the backend systems of Amazon. And I came up with this business plan. I was like, hey, I pulled my boss aside. and I said, hey, here's this uh, $30 million opportunity. This is awesome. And I, had, and I had him read this little paper and he read it. He's like, hmm, no, we wouldn't do this. I was like, why not? <laughs> it's $30 million. And I was like, is something wrong with my analysis? What's wrong? He's like, no, it's just too small. We would never too do small. that.
0: That's too small. Too small, 30 <laughs> million. No, not <laughs> worth it.
1: He goes, it's got to be a billion dollars in three years or else we're not going to do it. That, that
0: billion dollars in three years. Yeah. Uh, that was like, which ooh. which sort of, I mean, it, it sounds crazy. So on the surface, that sounds crazy. Uh, and it's ludicrous for most of the people. But I guess when, when you're talking about the size that Amazon is, anything less than a billion yeah. is not really moving the needle, right? No, not a lot. And we we're
1: in, I mean, that it also goes to show it's kind of the area and department I was in. I mean, we were... We were doing a lot of big stuff, and we were just this small group of, you know, there's probably like twelve, maybe fifteen of us business guys running all of these different things, from wine category to that the new launches they were doing there to like collectibles and all sorts of stuff. Um, So, you know, that opened my mind, and I was like, okay, think big. I mean, when Amazon's big, it's like think big, big, big. and then it's not just think big, but because that's one of the principles. It's it's think big and then figure out realistic steps of how to get there. Yeah. And so I came up with a business case to do gamification for Seller Central. And it was awesome. Um and <laughs> we spent six months on this prog- program, built it, uh went through like one or two different engineers to do it. It was it was a tough program. Uh just and I got to learn Seller Central really well because it should have been quick and easy, especially with my background and stuff I've done before. I was like, hey, this should be fast. But when you go into a big company and go into Amazon, it's like all the piping of like, hey, this connection point here, this connection point here. This one was not built to, do, to report this, so we can't. <laughs> and so we can only report this one number. And so we went through and did all this piping. It took six months. It was a really cool gamification platform for sellers. And we were one day away from launching. We are going to launch tomorrow essentially. And all of a sudden this, it wasn't even my manager. It was so poorly handled. My manager actually had left right before he went to Google. Um, Greater this, pastures. I mean, <laughs> yeah.
0: Where they take care yeah. of their employees. Yeah, <laughs> <You> know, <anyway.
1: laughs> that's exactly uh, what he said. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, Google's not like Amazon except for they care about their employees.
0: They uh, <laughs> treat us like <laughs> humans. Was, right, yeah. yeah.
1: This is back in the, I don't know how Amazon is now. Uh, right, 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 right. But, but when I was there uh, at the time, um, and so he had left, so I got a new manager. And all of a sudden, this, this tech director comes up to me. He's like, hey, so we're not going to launch... You're not going to launch tomorrow. I was like, why not? <laughs> He's like, so we moved your resource to another team. I was like, why? We're about to launch this spending six months. He's like, I don't know. Talk to your manager about it. And like, so that was it. And my manager didn't talk to me about it. It was just like, under the table, there was like middle manager, like, shuffling and fighting. And someone just wanted my... He my, was a really good developer, this guy. It was my one developer on this whole platform, and uh, he just wanted it, and so and somehow we fought so, for him. He's like oh, gone, so killed. Six months so no work, one ever done. saw it. Yeah, and and I involved a lot of people. I was talking with like their head legal and and um, their brand people of Amazon, all sorts of interesting people. And it would have and you
0: and pretty... you've never seen or heard them try to revive that oh. or do anything since. No, it just gets lost.
1: No, that's Amazon. Like that's the big problem with their high turnover. I know Bezos has set up a lot of stuff to or the teams to um, not worry about high turnover, but you lose so much. You lose that, um, yeah. yeah. How many other things are
0: sitting kind of on the on the oh, the, no, the, the waste pile, the rubbish hundreds pile? Hundreds
1: of thousands. Of yeah, there's so many. I mean, when my business partner left, he had this really cool, like just deck of all these reports and analytics. And it's like, boom, when he's gone, no one gets that. And now someone wow. has to learn the system again and try and do their own in their own way anyway. Crazy. It's Part of the system. So from that, um, they're like, okay, you know Seller Central so well now, we haven't had a business lead over this platform, as you could have met. As dumbfounding as it sounds, it's just been everyone's just putting stuff in Seller Central in their own way. And so I came in there like, hey, uh, let's make you the business lead over Seller Central. So to give some reason to all of this. And and a lot of it was basically hurting the cats of the various different teams. Is this team owns this little vertical, this team owns this vertical. And uh, there's at the time there's over 256 different systems inside of seller central. Wow. And trying to give them all business sense of like, Hey, what are we, how do we make all these things coordinate together to drive bigger business for sellers? And so from that, I, uh, I started running Seller Central um, yeah. as a platform and created some business frameworks and I actually onboarded the full advertising platform, which is such a big thing now. When they came on, they were like, Hey, where do we go? And and I had some so you help with,
0: with the ad platform integration into Seller Central. Into Seller Central. huh. Yep. Amazing. And so I was like where where do we put thank it? Thank you, by oh, the way. Ass. We that's so that's a lot of what we <laughs> do is running Amazon ads. So that yeah, <laughs> thank you. I, know. We, I mean that's integrating. Yeah, that. That,
1: that team, that team's done a great job uh, at what they've done, and um, it was fun to be a part of that and pull them in. Um, but yeah, so so I did that and, and helped with uh, a lot of the problem. Seller Central was only on desktop; people could not use it on mobile, and we faced a lot of those issues. Had a lot of reviews. We did some in innovations and improvements to what the current system was. Then after after some time, it was like, okay, Amazon's—they want everyone, everyone to grow, right? What's yep. the what's the new big business? So. It's, so in their mind, it was sell Central is fine, mm-hmm. <laughs> even mm-hmm. though I was creating um, structure and guidance around how to grow the whole platform. It was, where's the next big billion dollar business, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's what a lot of it was about. So, um, uh, one day the manager came by, and our, our director, or sorry, our VP came by, and we were standing. I was talking at my desk, and my manager is like, "Hey, so let's let's take a." Uh, Breather, real quick. Should Brad keep going on Stellar Central because there's a bunch of initiatives we want to try and push forward, or should we look at mobile again? Because <laughs> no, they have looked at mobile for three or four years and never been able to get it through. And uh, and so we finally said, uh, the VP sat there, he's like, you know what? Let's let's take another look at mobile, see if we can do it. Mm-hmm. So that that changed my That changed the direction of my life for the next several years. Now
0: building the Stellar <laughs> app. Uh, yeah, phenomenal, and and also yeah. that that was very successful as well. Yeah, great, yeah. very cool. Yeah.
1: So, so I had to build my business dollar business case, by the way. For, yeah. So okay. Flat. So
0: so so they so in doing that, so they said, hey, let's see if mobile works. So then your task was you had to show how it could be a billion dollar business in three years time, and you had to do that before you got any resources, right? Or before you got any 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 exactly. resources.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. So. I spent, I had probably 78 iterations. I think
1: it was 78 or maybe 80 iterations on that business plan. And it was
0: all about- Try to get it to a billion.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's like how to present the information and then find the business cases that people are comfortable with, right? So it's, if you think about it, it's all about the dollars, right? So what what can I do on mobile? The theory was, hey, if most of our money's coming through big sellers, what is a big business gonna do on mobile that's gonna grow their bottom line or grow their top line? And uh, and so I went through a bunch of different methodologies, all sorts of stuff and created a plan, kind of a structured plan of like, look, this is what mobile's for, this is how it's gonna be used. And then this is how we're, we and big businesses and small businesses, medium businesses are gonna make more money. And one of the coolest things that I started identifying inside of um, the seller platform, as no one had done this before, but no one had ever profiled sellers before inside of Amazon. So I profiled, I profiled all of them. I said, okay, well, here's our A-band, B-band, C-band, D-band, all the way through G. I like the different type of sellers. And I had, I'd started some work on that when I was doing Seller Central because I needed to understand who's using this and how they're using it because there's different use cases based on who the people are, right? Yep. And, um, and so with that, I actually identified that like, the B and C-band were doing more money than the A-band. Um, no. The A-Band were like yeah. the biggest guys, right? They're 10 million plus a year, or whatever. But the next two were doing more than the big ones. So so, we're, so that was my group. I was like, great, let's use this group. And I found a lot of those were, were either solopreneurs or a small business that was 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 doing um, this brand of their business on Amazon. And so there's a lot of use cases for them inside of mobile to help grow their business.
0: Got it. Um, so so the whole idea big was, big hey, big let, big let's, big. let's let's give let's give this B and C band so so maybe not the 10 million plus a year sellers, smaller than that, but still when you when you collectively add all them together, that's the biggest chunk of uh, revenue producing sellers. How do we yeah, give yeah. them the tools, the the ability to to adjust and change their business on the fly through a mobile app so that they end up mm-hmm. growing their top line, which grows Amazon's bottom line, uh, yeah. and that that was kind of the the scoop. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: with that, I created a, a plan. It was, um, it was over $300 million, our target the first year. And, uh, we were on track by the time I left. Amazing.
0: But There's a couple interesting things. So talk about, uh, you said you not a lot of thank you, not a lot of praise. The praise was, Hey, you did good at this. Let me load you up with something else. So, so once you, you kind of start reaching those milestones, basically the sentiment there is, okay, well then now show me how do we get to a, a billion or how to get to 600 million yeah. or, or whatever? Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it was, it was, yeah, we launched the app and it was like, hey, good job. We're, like, We're on our track. They're like, okay, where's it, when's it, when's it going to be a billion? <laughs> when are we going to get that more? It wasn't too much real celebration of, yay, I mean, this
0: is It awesome. kind of goes back to the Amazon philosophy of it's it's always day one, right? It's always yeah. uh, always yeah, the first exactly. day of figuring things out making things happen, entrepreneurial spirit type stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, which is really interesting. So uh, do you have it? Because I I know people want to know, do you have any Jeff Bezos stories? Did you ever run into Jeff in the hallway? Did you guys ever chat in any, anything (laughs) interesting uh, about Bezos? Uh,
1: About Bezos. So I have one story. I have some buddies have have better stories, but uh, he would always do um, every quarter, I think. We would do like a, a business kind of town hall event. So he would get up and stand up and answer questions and things like that. So, you know, we we're in the same, everyone's in the same room with Jeff when we go meet in these really big arenas and, and whatnot. Um, but one time I was just walking along the street, downtown Seattle, and and I was just walking through and I see this guy with a microphone. I was like, Oh, that looks, he looks familiar. I was like, Oh, I think that's Charlie Rose. <laughs> and then I look next to him and there's Jeff. And Basil's walking next to him. And I just like walked by, like I was just cruising. I just like walked by these guys, you know, like two feet apart from their interview. I didn't even like, I kind of walked in front of their interview. <laughs> you, you photo,
0: bombed the, the Charlie Yeah. Yeah. And so I
1: was that's like, awesome. Oh, oops. Oh, well. Um, I was like, wait, that was like, one of the most wealthy that's, people in the world. I was like three feet exactly. away from him. Holy cow. <laughs> uh, that's, so awesome. that's my, that's my one uh, interaction with him. That's, was, that's great. Our department was so healthy, um, and it was during the Amazon phone days, and where they're trying to build the phone.
0: Ooh, the Amazon phone, the, the yeah. uh the Fire Phone. Yep, the Fire yeah. Phone. So during that time, he was giving a
1: lot of attention to that team, and the there's some gaming teams he was giving a lot of attention to. Uh, our 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 stuff was so healthy on the marketplace side. We never saw him just because we were yeah. doing great stuff, and we had we had some really good VPs and directors. I really liked our direct, directors actually. That's Um,
0: awesome. He did some really good
1: work, so he didn't he he didn't feel like he
0: needed to be as engaged with that team. Yeah. What's really interesting to me, you know, a lot of people would look at the fire phone as just an epic colossal failure. And it was, I mean, it sold like five phones or something stupid like that. Uh, but you know, one one of the things I heard Bezos say about it was one, if you're big, you have to take big bets. So you get that that will create some big failures, right? And that was not a failure that actually hurt. Amazon in the long run, right? It was it looked like a big failure, but it didn't really slow them down any, but they had to take a big bet and it was. But I also heard that part of what was worked on there led to the Echo devices, right? Mm-hmm. And and, yeah. and 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 their their ability to create these amazing smart speakers and now, you know, I mean, talk about a smashing success. Yeah, the Echo yeah. devices and and some of that stemmed from what they were doing with the So yeah, yeah, definitely. Right.
1: And yeah. and I think that, yeah, the, I mean the actual end product maybe not, but they're smart enough to to take the pieces. And, um, and, the,
0: and the, the process. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's All redeploy We we stuff. built this. We built this structure. This team. Let's redeploy them on something else. And you know, um, yeah. So really, really interesting. So uh, definitely want to get into. Uh, oh oh, and one just side note. So I got to visit the The Amazon HQ back in April, myself and our director of Amazon, Chris Tyler, we got invited out to meet with our ad team, and um, we've been doing a lot with Amazon DSP. So we got got an invite out. Um, I was blown away by the number of dogs that that go to work at Amazon. Someone told me, and, and they they kind of pinky promised that they were telling me the truth that it's six thousand dogs go to work. So like one dog for every ten employees. Has that always been a thing? Like, was, was, were, were there dogs everywhere when you were there? Or is that a more recent development? You know, uh,
1: we were in a building. There's, I mean, they're pretty scrappy in how they're leasing buildings and whatnot. They had like 15 buildings downtown Yep. when I yep. was there. And so it was like certain buildings allowed dogs if they were like owned by Amazon. building we were in, where all the, the third-party market, marketplace stuff was all in, was, um, was Varzea. And we were leasing from somebody else. And no dogs were allowed. No dogs dogs allowed. Got it. We never, I never saw dogs. But whenever I went over to like the retail side or some of the other stuff, there were dogs everywhere. And I think it's part of the culture there in Seattle, um, you know, pets and having uh, dogs take care of them. And then part of the culture at Amazon too is, hey, bring your dog to work.
0: (laughs) Bring your dog to work. Then you don't have to leave as early and and you you feel like... Take care of your dog
1: and... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. kind of interesting. And yeah, I've heard people talk about that too, where you know you get these young professionals that are there working crazy hours and really driven. And so there's like no time to start a family, but you can have a dog and have the dog at work. And then it's like, you know, kind of yeah. ma- maximize your, your your work there. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. very cool. I want to dig into some specifics in a minute, some specific advice and feedback you can give to Amazon sellers because you know, the majority of our audience... They're either selling on Amazon now or they're about to, or, or, you know, all their competition is. And so I wanted to get into some specifics there, but, but just any, and we've mentioned a few already, like just the way Amazon challenges you to think big and and iterate and, and always day one and stuff like that. But your biggest lessons, your biggest takeaways from being inside Amazon, just business lessons in general, what would a few of those be? So
1: I'd probably say there's four. Um, Uh, Yeah, I think so. So the first one is kind of the biggest lesson that I learned, and and that's this is always good to think about your your business, and, and especially if you're an entrepreneur or or even not, um, that if it's not growing, it's dying, is the way I would say it. So if your business isn't growing, there were so much about growth. If we're not on an upward trajectory, like there's no middle, you're dying, <laughs> is is the attitude. So um, just that take that into, into account. If, uh, you always got to be pushing for new growth mechanisms, new growth models, new trends, um, new something, right. And maybe that's what some of the fire phone was right. New, (laughs) uh, their device business was getting a little stale, um, uh, with the Kindles. So that's one of the biggest lessons. If you're not growing, you're dying. Um, the second one we talked about a little bit was, uh, is scope. Think big. And sometimes, um, basically the only thing that separates the big guys from the medium or small guys is because the big guys have thought really big about yeah, something. Yeah. Um, and they're, and they're saying, well, I'm not going to settle for 10 million. Let's figure out a hundred million. No, or, they're, let's not, figure they're not out
0: going a to not gonna impose these artificial limits or the, these things in our mind that just keep us from, from accepting that something is possible. Uh, yeah. And it seems like that's, that starts at the top with Bezos and, 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 and the whole organization. And, you know, they get it done. Yeah.
1: And, and you think about... They, I mean, there's articles that are like, hey, Amazon's thinking about trillion-dollar industries right now. It's because they are, right? Like, how big can you think? Because the thing is, if you're thinking about a, a $10 million business, like you're in you're in your business, you're kind of in the weeds, and you're like, okay, I got this product and this product or these product lines. If you think of a $100 million business, um, I mean, you got to still be realistic, right? Don't just shoot for the stars. So that, right. There's there's a disconnect. You can make you up a way number. Too far. Right. Yeah. yeah, you can just make up some number. But if you critically think and you have the capacity to think, okay, let's start thinking 100 million, what do I need to build that's going to make that? Then you, your mind actually starts getting creative and starts thinking, okay, I need actually need to build processes to do mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z, or I need to build other supporting supplemental teams on this side and that side. And with all of those together, then I actually could hit this hundred million dollar mark, yeah, or billion yeah. dollar mark, or whatever. So I,
0: I, I love that 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 coupling of big thinking with critical thinking because mm. one without the other, you're going to be you know big thinking without yeah. curtain, you're going to be out in no man's land. Yeah. At, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Yeah. critical thinking without big thinking, you limit yourself. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, and so, kind of coupled with that, I would think uh, long term. I had to definitely have a good vision of long term uh, perspective. His business is not run on the short term. Absolutely, um, I think kind of our the culture and kind of the millennial culture. Not that it's bad. There's goods and bads about you know the the culture with millennials. Absolutely, um, who are now in the strong in the workforce. Is there's a lot of things that have come about in the late '90s, early 2000s, 2010s that all are instant gratification. And so people take that into account in their business too. And they start thinking, okay, what's the quick win? What's all, what are these quick little things I can do? And what happens is when you think that way, everyone else can think that way and also do those. And they can also undercut you, right? And so when you start thinking long-term, if you're planning for the long-term, I mean, if you're making hedging a bet, that's five years out, no one can come in a year before and hedge that same bet, right? You've, you've been planning on that for five years. So I think I, uh, I definitely gained a, a good appreciation for look, making long-term bets and not making short, immediate-term kind of decisions and making business decisions based on long-term growth, long-term projections, and what are defensible things I can build now that are going to be defensible in three to five years
0: um, for whatever I'm doing with my love business. What, what a great way to look at it that if you're just looking for quick wins that's all your competition is doing too. And, and very likely, very possible that someone's going to undercut you or, or or maybe get there faster or something. But if you're thinking about long-term and how you can be defensible long-term, a lot of people don't have the discipline, don't have the luxury to think mm-hmm. and operate that way if you can gives you a, a big-time advantage. Yeah,
1: definitely. I Great. think it's well put. And, so, and then the last one, um, more tactical, but the analytics that we would do and come up with at Amazon um, are just amazing. Um, and this is more this is more practical. And this is what we've done actually as a business. And, and
0: what, I'd be very curious, like what's what's set apart, because every business looks at analytics to a certain degree, right? But what yeah. separated the way Amazon looked at analytics versus the way most people do it?
1: Yeah, so so you gotta think and understand my perspective, right? There's a lot of people who've worked at Amazon in um, a lot of different areas. The area I was in was building new businesses inside of Amazon, right? Building new ones and growing them. So when I'm, our, my perspective here is all about how do you build the analytics around building and growing a new business or, or growing an existing business? And so the analytics were really defined um, around and what we'd be pushed on is what are your inputs and outputs? That's the easiest way of putting it. What are the direct... Metrics that I care about, um, and for us, for the seller business, this will segue a little bit into that. For us, it's what, what's my conversion rate and what's my traffic, right? Those two things on the revenue side—that's that's all that matters. You, those, rate
0: you can really try to influence, and if you if you can improve both of those, good things. Yeah, happen. so
1: yeah, so those are the in a way, those are the output metrics that are leading to that are leading to my revenue number. But those are outputs. Now, <laughs> what is the direct control I have on either one of those? Mm-hmm. On the conversion rate, the direct control you have, so we've identified it to four different things. And <laughs> I didn't mean to get this deep into it, but um, oh, this is really on, good. Uh, on the conversion rate side, there's four things you have basically a direct control over. You can change your images. So those are your inputs. I can change my image at any point, and yep. that's going to affect my conversion rate. I can change my text at any point, and that's going to change my conversion rate. I can change my product value. So my price, well, I can change my price or the coupons I'm putting on or, or whatever at any point, And that's going to directly um, uh, adjust my conversion rate up or down. And then the last one you don't have direct control over, but you have more controls is your customer reviews, right? That's also going to improve or your, your conversion rate is going to go up or down based on what your reviews are. Yep. Now yep. you don't have direct control over that, but you do have direct control over how you respond to customer service and do all that kind of stuff. Yep. So it's it's identifying what are the things I can control right now, and then how those are going to affect the, the key metrics that I care about uh, for my business. And that's just conversion rate side. On the traffic side, I mean, ads are a big deal because you're just driving more traffic, right? <laughs> that's what you have control over. Um, and there's lots of different things you can do there to drive more, drive more traffic to listings. And so, I mean, that's really what we focus so much on. But the ability to take... So we've created that framework for the seller business, but... At any business I did, when I went to the gaming, um, my gaming company, I helped them uh, create metrics around what matters. And, you know, it's, it's almost like what's your sales pipeline or what, what, how do you figure out how to make money? What are the med- metrics that um, determine how you're going to make money and what are the direct controls you have right now? Instead of Love just that. worrying about one thing, you're like, I don't need to worry about that. I'm just worrying about how many phone calls am I making today? You know, how many of those turn into sale or whatever.
0: Yeah, I, I love that thinking about inputs and outputs. So the the primary, the two primary things for sellers are conversion rate and traffic. You, you improve those, you change the dynamics of your business, but then looking at what are the inputs that drive those. And I, and I think it, it's really good to get that crystal clear thinking that I'm trying to move the needle in these two areas. Now, what are the components that make those up? Uh, because I think what happens with a lot of people is is they think, "Yeah, hey, analytics. We got to get analytics. Got to look at the data. You know, let, let the numbers speak." But then it's just it's just kind of hodgepodge or it's kind of random. I'm, I'm trying to look at these and, fifty different yeah. metrics. I don't really know why I'm looking at them or what I need to do with them or you know yeah. what 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 outputs they influence, and so it doesn't really help.
1: Yeah, no, and and that's what I usually find people struggle with, with analytics. To exact point, everyone's like, yeah, let's get them. And they're great. Uh, there's this concept that was from McKinsey that was brought into Amazon. Um, and they say it's the concept is meci It's a weird term, but it's mutually exclusive, collectively exhaustive. So when you're doing when we're writing papers or doing analytics, everything should be exclusive of the other. They should each identify their own component. But collectively, they're going to cover the whole of your business. Does that make sense?
0: Mutually, so, yes. Mutually, mutually exclusive, exclusive, collectively exclusive. exhaustive. So each, yeah, yeah uh, uh, so each individual component you're measuring needs to be standalone, meaning it, it's not necessarily influenced by the other. Is that kind of yeah. what that means? Yeah, and then, yeah. But then Where collectively, yeah. it covers the whole picture.
1: It's going to cover, yeah. And so we would use that concept for both analytics and on writing business papers and stuff. It's like, you Know it, we would. You know, I had 70 whatever iterations on that business plan. It's like nothing should be duplicate, duplicative of something before that I've written in. That's how emails are, that's how all the communication is inside of Amazon. And so, with analytics, I often find people just throw numbers in there because they're numbers. And it's like, well, what, where does that number go? And why does it even matter? Right. Yeah, so, what yeah. if you have, you know, so much? So, what if you're measuring your OAS? maybe I don't care about my ROAS. Maybe I only care about this other number, right? Exactly. And and, and different businesses and different people want to see things differently. And so maybe you do only care about ROAS, but you don't care about some of the other numbers that are leading up to it. And uh, and sometimes people, yeah, they just throw tons of numbers in there. And so, because what happens is when you read it, you start getting confused. Your mind's getting confused and you don't realize it. And then you start muddling up these things and you make unclear decisions. And so... Back to my beginning point was Bezos is amazing at streamlining stuff. That's what all this is. It's just streamlining the thought process and how to think through numbers, how to think through business, how to think through hiring people, whatever. It's like just throw away all the garbage and just be, have the most clear information you can so you can make very clear, logical business decisions. Dude, and that's, and it. That's, half of the, it. that's half of the battle.
0: It, it is. It is. Now you got to execute properly, but but if you have this crystal clear picture of the data and what the data means, then you then you can react or you, you, you can be proactive and reactive, but you you can take action quickly, and then of course the execution matters. But but you're right, having that data and clear direction is is. Uh, at least half the battle, which which is awesome. So, uh, yeah. man, it's good. I'm really liking this a lot. <laughs> so just to kind of recap those four lessons, just kind of tie a bow around yeah. this, and then we'll talk about a few specifics related to sellers, I and mean, we already did, but, but we'll get into some other things. So uh, first lesson, if it's not growing, it's dying. And so uh, I would assume then what that means is Amazon will often then, once something kind of plateaus or stagnates, it's often chopped, killed, gotten rid of, or... Yeah, or,
1: yeah. 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 I mean, actually, uh, quick example um, and this is advice for sellers anyway. Um, you see all these programs come out of Amazon. It's like, hey, here's this new program. Here's this new program. Blah, blah, blah. Try Vendor, Ex- uh, Vendor Express or whatever, and try this other thing. <laughs> try new handmade program, whatever. All these... Amazon's like a thousand little companies inside of one. They don't talk talk to each other. They're just doing their own thing. They have their own top line and they're just trying to hit their top line. So
0: so frustrating when you try (laughs) to... They
1: grab the seller list. They do their own cut and say, okay, all sellers making over $100,000. Here's all their email addresses. I'm going to ping them all with my new program. And so what happens is people launch these programs and everyone's like, oh, Amazon just approached me about this new thing. It's not Amazon. It's whatever that business manager is doing his program. And so you really got to take it critical whether you should be doing it or not. Mm -hmm. As you can see, like Vendor Express came because the vendor side wanted to compete with the third-party marketplace side. And it was just kind of this cluster that worked and they killed it, right? And so what happens is these small businesses, just like my mobile thing, um, the mobile app, it's a small one piece of team, you know, like five guys. I got like five engineers on my team to build this mobile app. And if it's successful then you see more and more features keep coming out. And so by the, you can tell ads are very successful because they keep adding some big features to the uh, ad platform, yeah. right? Um, some of the other programs, they launch them, you wait six months, huh, nothing's really happened. Guess mm-hmm. what? The business numbers aren't there, Solid. right? And yeah. so for perfect example, Amazon Business. That was a big push inside uh, on the marketplace side. And someone with um, a lot of influence And they had a nice big business paper uh, case. Hey, let's do Amazon business sellers or sellers to to businesses inside of Amazon. They tried it, and it's seeing no luck. Like they've integrated in all sorts of weird places. (laughs) Just shows you the influence of whatever that senior manager had or director had to try and put them everywhere. But it's done nothing. And most sellers like, yeah, that's like one percent of my sales, maybe two. Right? Like it's not a mover at all. And and so now you don't even see like new innovations in that area, it's because it's not a successful business. I mean, oh, that's the conclusion I make. I, I don't know. I don't know the owner of that business or if there is one right now. Yeah. Um, but you're seeing that, so businesses, if they don't really keep pushing, they get very minimal um, support and many times they die. If they can kill it, then they kill it. If yep. they can't, then they just kind of leave it on maintenance and they um, Interesting. look at what's next.
0: It's kind of like that old, that old uh, uh, concept and it's probably not politically correct or, or correct in a lot of ways, but like that the... the Feed, feed the stallions, starve the ponies, or whatever that is. Like the like the, <laughs> the thing, the things that are really you know workhorses. Feed that. Everything else, yeah. starve it, kill it, or or leave it to just you know exist if, yeah. if it if it must. So okay, awesome. Yeah. Not growing, dying. Love that scope. Think big. Mix of big thinking and critical thinking. And I, and I also think this kind of ties back to what Larry Page at Google has been famous for doing is you know, bring an idea and some objectives and key results to Larry Page on here's what I think this could do and he'd say okay that's good what if you ten times that and and sometimes he would just do it just awesome. just to get you to think just to say okay well yeah. well to ten times that I maybe have to start all over or I have to think about it from a whole different perspective and so that that exercise even if maybe you realize you don't want a 10 x that that exercise can be useful yeah. uh, long term perspective love it um, <clears throat> You know, you go, going not just for quick wins, which is what everybody's doing, but, but be defensible in the long term. And then analytics, which we covered, which is which was great. So, those four lessons, worth the price of admission, worth the podcast, right there. Uh, yeah. Super good. So, I appreciate that. Um, let's let's talk about a couple things, a couple more things rather, seller related. And then I want to talk about uh, the awesome stuff you guys are doing at, at Product Labs, and and let people know how to connect with you. But, but uh, related to some of the things that we've talked about or, or even unrelated, if it makes sense, what are some of the mistakes you see sellers make? Because I know you're working with a lot of sellers now, coaching them, helping them directly, you know, managing things for them. What, what are consistent mistakes you see sellers making right now that, that limit the growth of their Amazon business?
1: Um, we actually could almost go back to those same four things.
0: that They're not doing the,
1: what Amazon does. Yeah. <laughs> they're not doing what Amazon does. So right. like, some of the core things that I see. Um, so, well, there's one that's very practical. It depends on the size of the seller. Sometimes sellers start a business and they think they can do everything on a dime. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. you can't really like what's happened in the marketplace is um, five years ago, when I was inside of Amazon, I was looking at all the numbers and I've, I've even mentioned this publicly as, as I saw this stuff and I was like, there's a lot of holes in this catalog. Like just looking at all the numbers inside of Amazon, like there's so many holes here and it was a fun, exciting time brand. The whole brand movement was coming through. And, uh, and now five years later, it's filled up. It's fairly filled up. Um, And so before you could have just, I mean, very first thing I sold, my wife said, Hey, let's sell these happy birthday banners. And, and so I got one, I took a picture of it, put it up and it sold within a couple of days, right? It was like, there's no competition. So it was easy. Right. And at that time, you could just put whatever on because it was, a, it was, a, it was an open market. Um, and uh, it, was a, it was a land grab, really. Yep. And so- more, more, demand, more
0: demand than supply at that time, for sure.
1: Yep, yep. And so, but now um, now it's full um, and it's not necessarily full with everyone doing an amazing job, but it's full. There's always someone in, in every category. Um, and so you can't just kind of go out on a dime. Like you need... So that's the part. That's kind of the practical thing. Some sellers come in. They're like, Hey, I can only spend, you know, a couple hundred dollars on ads. And we say, Okay, if you can, okay, but it's going to take a long time to really right. see some right. progress. Yeah. If you're going to the, do the, that. The
0: land, the land grab days are over. So this is more like, it's got to be a real business. Yeah. How are you going to make this work? Yeah
1: yeah exactly. so from a practical practical perspective, we see some of that and and uh, I don't really want to discourage people. I was just gonna tell them the reality of it and say, in general, you gotta be spending whatever x percent of your sales. Um, in general, we see between five and twenty five percent of sales should be spent on ads. depends on the category. but
0: depends on the, um, depends on the category depends on the margins, thing, things like and,
1: that. and yeah, and how fast they want to grow really uh, in their business. but like between five and ten percent, should be kind of staple um, for for most businesses on Amazon.
0: Yep. So if
1: I'm selling 50000 I should at least be doing $2,500 to $5,000 uh, a month on, on ads. Um, and if you're not, it's good, but you have room to grow. So you actually should double down on some of the ad stuff that you're doing. Um, yep. So yep. That's, that's kind of a pra- practical thing is understanding, you know, make sure you have money to grow your business on Amazon and the right kind of money. And then Something that people have do all the time is they think short-term. Um, it's always like, hey, what kind of results can I see this month um, or next month? And people have been, been trained through the last five years of all these land grabs and these podcasts and things that people say, hey, here's this rush, and you do this, it's going to overnight, you're going to see big sales, or in two weeks, you're going to see monster sales. Thinking about um, real business, kind of... Longer term, more mature businesses, not real business, but more mature businesses, I should say, um, things take time to, to, to work. And uh, many people want to see results overnight, even in a month or two not, or two months. Sometimes they take six months or 12 months or two years to really see some movement in the business. And if you have the ability, you should plan along longer-term
0: yeah. uh, plans, and so not just I, I, do short-term stuff. So I've got some, I've got some thoughts here too, but I want to hear your perspective. How do you balance that? Where you're saying, okay, we have to take the long approach. We have to play the long game, right? But but also couple that with if it's not growing, it's dying. How mm-hmm. do you find the balance there where you don't want to just give time to something that's clearly broken or clearly yeah. dying, Yeah. but you also don't, you don't want to shortchange something or you also don't want to create this 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 methodology of overreacting where, oh, this is looking good. Oh, I'm going to lurch this way. And then it doesn't perform so I'm going to lurch that way. And then, you know, it's not a sustainable business uh, approach yeah. either. But how do, how do you balance those two? The if it's not growing, it's dying versus, um, you know, playing along in.
1: Yeah. yeah, you know that's that is um, that's a really astute uh, observation there. I, I think uh, in the end, it comes down to the personality of the business owner of how aggressive they want to be versus how conservative they want to be. Um, but uh, the way the method you really should do it, in my mind, is is you need to understand your analytics of what's working and what's not working. So when we say plan for long term, it's saying if if you really want to plan for long term, so if I was a start start a new business or whatever, I would say. Let's say, okay, I'm going to launch you know, you know, uh, 20 new products. I am going to expect only X number of those products to, to, do, really, to do very well. So maybe 10 um, or maybe eight of those new products to do well. And so I'm planning my, my, my schedule for two years or a year or whatever to launch these products. And then I'm watching my numbers of how well each of those are doing and I want to give them enough time to breathe. So yeah, I would say I'm, I'm going to back into it. It's like, okay, I'm going to spend six months on each of these products, doing these key things to grow my conversion rate, go grow my traffic. And some markets are going to be too competitive for me. I didn't understand. Or sometimes there's going to be uh, problems with the manufacturing or, or whatever. Um, and so, but with that, with the longer term vision, you just, add more, product. you know. I've planned on twenty, planned only seven surviving. I mean, any VC that comes out plans on one big hit and then, you know, four to five kind of yep. uh, base hits, and then the rest are 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 duds. Yep. And so yep. you got to think the same mindset, right? And make sure you're going after markets that can yep. account for that. So that your winner is going to make up for all the losers.
0: Yep. Yep. So um, so there's definitely there's definitely cutoff where you're saying. Okay, maybe maybe the the ultimate results I want aren't there yet, but it's just because it's too early, it's it's not enough time. It's not it, we can't declare this a failure. It, it doesn't it hasn't had room to to breathe or to grow or you know like like you're talking. Yeah, about. and and, and uh, I think
1: you got to take um. I guess in kind of in my example there, I threw in the idea of uh, sample size, right? Like if I'm just going to bet everything on this one on this one product, that's that's very risky from yeah, a business perspective. Yeah. And if that's all you can do, then maybe that's all you can do. But when you're thinking, if you want to think long term and think big, those two principles are saying add more than one product, right? Let's yeah. Find other things that are contingent upon that right. that you can roll back to that reduces your risk of one just a one home run. Because if, yes. if you're just trying to swing for home runs, you're going to miss nine times out of ten.
0: Yeah. Think think more like a venture capitalist, which I, I love that you mentioned that they they get one or two home runs, some base hits, and the rest are all failures. But you're you're playing the numbers and playing the averages and and, and it works mm-hmm. in the end. So,
1: and and I think in Amazon it's still better odds than that. Like it's better no, odds on Amazon right they, now they would, than a VC yeah. would be. But you got to have that mentality.
0: Yep. Yep. One hundred percent agree. Yeah, because the traffic's there, the conversion rates are there. You know, unless you just introduce a bad product, that then you know, going back to those things you talked about, uh, bad reviews as an example, bad images yeah. that can torpedo. But but those things aside, the conversions there, the traffic's there. Uh, yeah, much better odds than just a. Uh, you know, business you start from scratch that's not on Amazon. So, yeah, um, fantastic. Well, Brad, this has been amazing, man. I I, I would be happy to keep this going <laughs> for about <laughs> another hour. Uh, digging really, really good. Uh, and and I'm gonna definitely go back to this and and show my team this because some of the the concepts I talked about, especially the MEC that I was not a, a aware of, is really good. Um, let's let's take just a minute and and tell me about Product Labs. Uh, why would you start it? what do you guys do uh you know you kind of give me the, the scoop
1: yeah yeah so um so we started when i left amazon i actually came back for some personal reasons to uh to salt lake area from seattle um but uh there's a lot of people just kept hitting me up and say hey this amazon thing i need help and yeah. and whatnot and so i was like okay as an entrepreneur <laughs> there's enough things going against you <laughs> that yep. you want as many things going for you as possible so people are asking for support and help. Um, take a harder look at that. So the man is yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, you know, I started forming this board uh, product labs, and uh, brought a former business uh, or a former uh, colleague of mine from Amazon, another business lead, uh, Tim Hughes. He ran um, all sorts of big um, systems. He actually developed the business plan for the uh, Seller Fulfilled Prime and and uh, run a bunch of ad systems through Amazon and, and did all sorts of cool stuff. So I pulled him in. We got along really well with Amazon and uh, we'd always talked. I was like, hey, Tim, I think there's something here. Let's, let's start a company. So we started, we started a company, Product Labs. And, and what we do, um, we wanted to make the selling process easy. And so to me, what that means is I deal with all the crazy crap that Amazon does. My clients don't have to. Um, yeah, whether yeah. it's talking on seller support for hours a day. I mean, there's always someone on the line with seller support. Right now, I'm sure there's one or two people on the line with seller support <laughs> at our company. Um, there's, you know, we deal with all... And then we've also built kind of frameworks, a uh, very McKinsey-like framework, again, of understanding, again, that, you know, conversion rate and traffic. Uh, on the cost side, there's several other different factors that we put into there of understanding your costs. And so we, we don't just treat it um, these businesses for our clients as, you know, here's this little Amazon thing. We're just going to do these these one or twoy things. We treat it like a full kind of white glove service. So we bring a client in and we run the entire Amazon channel for them, which means we're creating a business plan for them, which is strategic and business plan, 12 month plan for, for their business, what it's going to do, what the market looks like. And then create project plans of, hey, month one two three through 12, this is what our target revenue numbers are, our goals. And then we do updates and all that. And the clients just interface with with that team. They don't have to worry about all the ins and outs of dealing with Amazon, how to do all that stuff. We're showing them numbers, analytics every week and saying, well, okay, we've hit our goal. Great. We surpassed our goal. goal, Awesome. Or, hey, we didn't hit our goal. What are we going to change? if we didn't hit the goal so that we can make up and all, and all sorts of stuff. So run like a full kind of project management. It's, it's running their business like that. So yeah. it's, that's what we built our whole company around to run and optimize Amazon businesses.
0: Right. Um, so, so basically you, you guys manage and kind of own that channel, the Amazon channel for, for your clients. Yeah, exactly. And yep.
1: now, on top of everything we do. So we kind of had the the strategic side of what we do, but we also have, I mean, we're technologists also, uh, you know, I built over 60 video games and Tim's built all sorts of cool stuff. What he's done. Um, he was a, uh, well, a top secret. He works for the government, some top secret. <laughs> Another podcast. Really cool, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. You should throw him on here. He's got all sorts of great stories. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, he, you know, so we have built a tech platform behind what we're doing mm-hmm. and it's really, um, uh, it, it covers everything, uh, for the full business management of Amazon. So, yep. you know, we're, we're not going out building one or two tools that are solving this tactic or this tactic or this tactic, but we build covers the whole business mm-hmm. and we keep it internal, um, and for our clients. And so there's this whole tech platform that we're running things on that people are, we're able to optimize businesses with our platform and we're doing things how we would have done them at Amazon. And we have lots of great insights of how the tech system works inside of Amazon. And so our clients are kind of getting all of that extra bonus awesome. uh, because of it. Yeah, That's awesome. And then, and that includes, it includes ads too. So, I mean, we run everything from the advertising through detailed page optimization, even customer service for some clients and all sorts of stuff like that. So
0: very cool. Very cool. So who, who's the ideal seller? Because yeah, uh, you know, and we we work with sellers and talk to a lot of sellers. I'm sure there are some that that may want to kind of own pieces themselves or whatever. Who's kind of the ideal person, or, or what might be happening in someone's business to cause them to say, yeah, you know, I should probably talk to Product Labs.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, if we're talking about kind of the audience who's on Amazon, what um, we found a lot of success with our clients is someone who's kind of grown something and now they're they're kind of getting outside of their skin, right? They're mm-hmm. they need to grow more and they've just been doing most of it themselves or with a really small team. And they want a team of experts to come in and just supplement what they're doing. And so we'll come in and, you know, we're, um, we'll come in and support and run the full Amazon channel. So now they can take a breath and start looking at other channels or a new product development or a bunch of other different things. Um, Knowing that we'll come in and we have a lot of high level strategic value as well as analytics that they might not have been doing anyway um, that will help grow their business. So, that's a really good. Um, we found a really good use cases there uh, for some of our clients, and then we have uh, perhaps people who maybe are not listening to the podcast. Um, there's a lot of manufacturers who, um, particularly even local manufacturers, U.S. based manufacturers, who are wanting to build new brands or coming to Amazon. They have some capital to do it, but they don't actually have a team that knows knows how to just kind of do everything for them. Um, we've done extremely well with with many uh, manufacturers. Uh nice. we've been able to come in and come on to Amazon.
0: Great. That's a great um, idea. Uh great, great marrying of of skill sets, the manufacturers with your skill sets on Amazon makes a ton of sense. And so where can people find out more? Um so
1: productlabs.ai or productlabs.net. Um both those URLs uh point to us. And um uh, oh, I, I didn't. I, I did. I forgot to mention the last. The last case is sometimes we have clients come in. Uh, many times, big corporations come in and they need a strategic assessment of everything that's going on with their Amazon business. And so, we've helped a lot of companies just understand. So, it's analytics. It's almost building got the whole business it, it. plan. We don't come and do the operations. We just do the full business
0: um, component around it. Strategic Great. plan. That could be um, super useful for for a lot of different people as well. So, awesome. Productlabs.net. We'll link to it in the show notes as well, so you can find it there if that's easier for you. Brad Moss, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Brad, this was a blast, man. I had I had a ton of fun. Thank you so much for coming on. This was awesome. Yeah, thank you, Brad. Thanks for having me. This is- and we'll we'll have to get Tim on to talk about all his government secrets. And- oh yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, really, really cool. So thanks again, uh, and thank you for listening. Uh, love having you Uh, love all the the feedback we're getting on the podcast and and so keep keep sending that my way Uh, love to know what you'd like to hear more of show ideas things like that fire those my direction and if you feel so inclined if you feel inspired if you feel like this has been useful we'd love that review on iTunes as well that does help other people find the show and with that until next time thank you for listening that dude that's a wrap Uh, hey dude was really good